the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. And the finale of this year's college football season is going to get underway tonight for the whole enchilada. Who will be crowned a champion? Is it going to be the Alabama Crimson Tide or the Georgia Bulldogs? who haven't hoisted the hardware since 1980, and they're going to have to take down a familiar foe to get there, which has uh, been a major pothole in the road for Georgia overall. All right, Lundy, so here it is right now, and I'm going to use DraftKings odds, and I know it's uh, kind of scattered all over the place. Uh, some books have it as Georgia minus 2.5. DK's got a Georgia minus 3, though with a lighter juice at minus 105. And the total is anywhere between 52 up to 52.5, and, and that's what it is at DraftKings. So, uh, are you going to go with the squarest of the square selections and take Alabama and maybe tail Mattress Mac and his uh, multi-million dollar wagers he has on the Crimson Tide on the money line, mind you, at plus 115? Or does Georgia get off the schneid and Kirby and company finally get that elusive title? So give me your take here, amigo. And I got some poll results to share as well to see where the public is leaning and as well some inside information from our friends at BetMGM on what the handle and the public ticket spread is on this colossal contest. So what you got for me tonight? Well, I think the, uh, first and foremost, I need to know, if the game ends in a tie, do the Colts make the playoffs? <laughs> I just, I just, okay. Um, yeah, sorry. I'm still reeling from all uh, that. That was, hey, just, I just want to say that was the nuttiest, craziest, most insane NFL game I've ever seen. And that's not yes. recency bias. I mean, the, the matter of fourth down conversions alone on like fourth and long by Justin Herbert to even get that game into overtime was climbing Everest. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah I, Justin Herbert, uh, I, I already liked the kid. You know, it's hard for me because he's a duck. I already liked the kid. I like him even more after last night's game. I wanted them to make it into the playoffs just because of that. But yeah, I digress. I uh, uh, first of all, I am not a fan of betting on this game tonight, my friend, because I can find six ways to Sunday to bet on either side, uh, on either total. I just it, everything about this game, I I am completely baffled by. In one moment, I'll be sitting back drinking my coffee, going, "Oh yeah, Georgia, you got the rematch. You get the, you can't beat them twice." And then and then I'll put my coffee down and I'll go, "Yeah, but son of a bitch, it's Nick Saban." Uh, So I'm having a hard time with this one. Feet to the fire, I'm going to take Georgia minus the two and a half. I like the fact that we've got a couple of the books, FanDuel in particular, BetMGM as well, that have it at two and a half. I like the fact that that hook isn't there um, in in terms of maybe Georgia winning it by a field goal. I think this is going to be a close game. Um, I'm hoping for a close game. I'm hoping for back-to-back excitement to be able to watch tonight. But I'm going to lean towards Georgia minus the two and a half, and then Nick Saban's probably going to kick me right in the nuts. (laughs) You see, and that's the narrative, right? You never fade Nick Saban in a national title game. And uh, I think that is the impetus. That is the driving force behind why there are so many public spread tickets right now on Alabama. Uh, according to our friends at BetMGM, 
91% of the tickets right now are right in the tide. 90% of the handle as well is on Alabama. A little bit tighter when it comes to the over-under, but still the majority naturally on the over. I honestly think the smart money wager here is the under on the 52 and a half. And you might say to yourself, well, Brad, it was 41 to 24 in the SEC title game. But you know that Kirby is going to make adjustments. It is a game of adjustments, just like anything that's out there. And to go out there and automatically believe that uh, the game script, the game flow, the scoring is going to be replicated, I think is an exercise in futility. So uh, I, I honestly think Georgia's going to win this game, too. I am, I'm, you know, siding with you there. You know, Alabama's been outstanding this season. Uh, they're averaging 6.7 yards per play and over 41 points per contest. Bryce Young was brilliant in that SEC title game, 421 passing yards, 40 on the ground, and four combined touchdowns. Jamison Williams couldn't be stopped either. Uh, the Ohio State transfer had seven catches for a buck 84 and two scores. Uh, but I still think this Georgia defense, uh, you know, they're always salivating. And uh, they are foaming at the mouth tonight to right the wrongs of that first matchup. Uh, they got to live up to that top building. I mean, they've only given up 4.1 yards per play and 9.6 points per game this season. So they got to pressure that Bama offensive line, which did yeoman's work in the first clash between these two teams. And that secondary is going to have to step up, and I think they will. Minimize the turnovers. Uh, you know, Stetson Bennett had a couple of costly INTs. In that first uh, meeting, uh, so he's got to be more judicious with the football. You know, check that box and then protect the pocket and win at the line of scrimmage. Oh, Alabama's only given up two and a half yards per carry on the ground this season, and I think Georgia will win this game. I've got it projected right now in my head, 23 to 19 dogs. So Georgia covers, and I think the under comes in. Uh, you know, sweat-free for the audience that's out there. Am I off my rocker there, Lundy? Let's put your yeah. money where your mouth is. Where, where are you at? And Give me a game score prediction on this Alabama-Georgia part two. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, 27-24. Um, I think they're going to just barely tuck underneath. I think it will be a sweat uh, on this 52-and-a-half. But I, I've got Georgia winning this thing by three. That's why, uh, for me, uh, finding the odds at the two-and-a-half is what I want. I don't want the three. I don't want to start dealing with with the hook. I don't want to deal with any of that. I like the two-and-a-half for Georgia. Um, so that's where, you know, I made I, – and look, I, I made a bet this morning. Um, uh, on Georgia minus two and a half on bet MGM. I am staying away from the total because do I think they will go under? Yes, actually I do. My gut says that they would be, that they will be under, but it also would not surprise me at all for us to wind up with one, maybe even two long touchdowns in this game. Um, because I do think these teams are going to battle, but if Bryce Young gets one over the top, um, and all of a sudden we're looking at like a 55-yard touchdown, which would not surprise me at all. That could be the sort of thing that pushes it over even if Georgia comes back and, and, and winds up winning the game. So uh, I will say this, Brad, uh, BetMGM's got a, a boost for tonight. If you are a part of the public and you're thinking that you like Bama and you agree with Brad on the lower score, they have a boost at plus 320 for Alabama plus 3.5 and, and for the total to be under 51. Mm. Now, that one's interesting. So it's almost like a middling opportunity if you want to back Georgia at the two-and-a-half line that, mm -hmm. you know, he could wind up getting uh, Bama on the three-and-a-half. I mean, that's a that's a dice roll, no doubt about yeah, it. Ab absolutely. But I thought, you know, it, again, this is going into everybody's mentality. I think it's a smart boost for BetMGM to it do is. because you see what everybody's doing. But it's Bama plus three-and-a-half, 
and the total to be under 51, and wow. they've got that boosted to 320. So again, that sort of plays into the the scoring narrative that you were just talking about. So I'm, I'm telling you, folks, shop around a little bit, especially those of you. Hey, welcome New York. Yeah, um, no doubt. If you're if you're new to the pod, um, but. You know, look around because there are various boosts. There are different little same game parlays you can put together and things. You could really have some fun with this game tonight. Yeah, we uh, got a lot of action on the poll for the Faith Noise podcast. I got over 800 votes on this, London. Here was the question among the options below. And of course, on Twitter, you can only post four of them at a time. What's your best bet tonight on the college football title game? Georgia minus three, Alabama plus three, the over 52 and a half or the under at 52 and a half. Again, 806 people have voted at tape time. And naturally, roll tide, Alabama, public favorite, just as we mentioned with BetMGM and, and their handle, their public ticket spread, 51.5% at the plus three. Number two, the over, another one that's an easy call, very predictable, on the 52.5 at 20.6%. Georgia minus three at 18.1%. And again, my favorite wager is the under at 52.5%, comprised only 9.8% of the vote and with that let's get to it on this title monday with another edition of the fade five number five all right lundy there are other sports going down tonight uh let's drop the puck and make some bucks <laughs> give me a pick in the nhl let's start this week off hot amigo what do you got for me uh we got actually kind of a light slate not surprising because you do have the national championship game and these you know these sports do pay attention to what everybody else is doing yeah. no reason to be battling Ratings. for eyeballs Yep, exactly. No reason to be battling for eyeballs up against the national championship game tonight. Uh, but we do have a, a pretty good rivalry game in the Eastern Conference tonight as uh, the Bruins will travel to take on uh, Alex Ovechkin and the Caps. They'll be in the nation's capital. And this one, the over-under on the total sits at five and a half. And I think these guys are going to be scoring and scoring at will. So we're going to take the over in this one at a minus 115. One of the reasons why is uh, Ilya Samsonov, who is the uh, netminder for uh, Washington. Um, for whatever reason, uh, he is uh, he struggles against Boston. Now, he's only got a handful of games in his career, but his save percentage is only 860 mm. um, against Boston. So for whatever reason, the Bruins have got his number and have been able to score, and we obviously know that Alex Ovechkin and the Capitals can score. So to me, at only a minus 115 juice for this thing to go over 5.5, I was actually surprised when I got up and was starting to look at some of these this morning because I would have expected the over-under in this one uh, to sit at 6, just knowing how these two teams are are against each other so we're going to snag the over between the Bruins and the Caps tonight light hockey slate I've got a couple more for you in bonus time but this is my favorite the over on the total between Boston and Washington sound the sirens let's hope the biscuits get in to the baskets number four all right let's go to the NBA and at tape time there's not a whole lot of options so uh, pretty scant uh, scantily clad if you will uh, to say the least and uh, Isaiah Stewart will uh, be fully dressed in this game Lundy and I'm gonna go with the same game parlay for the Detroit Piston uh, just in a couple of categories going up against the Utah Jazz who are unlikely to get Rudy Gobert back remember he is in health and safety protocols so give me Isaiah Stewart to grab at least eight rebounds and record one block if both of those boxes are checked plus 135 on that two-legger at DraftKings Sportsbook since returning to his own bout with COVID-19 Stewart over the last couple of games eight boards eight boards 
Two blocks and two blocks. A very consistent output in those two categories. Uh, Hassan Whiteside has looked like hot garbage uh, filling in for Gobert in the post for the Utah Jazz. They were out-rebounded by eight by the Raptors uh, a couple of games ago. Uh, Did get on the right side against the Pacers. Had a one-point rebounding edge against the Sabonis and company there. But 14 total block shots by the Pacers and the Raptors against the Jazz over the last couple of games. So all Stewart's got to do is hold his ground, and I think he'll get at least a block, maybe two, like we've seen here these past two turns. And I think he'll get a couple of snowmen in the box score in rebounds. Both of those hit plus 135, and then SGP at DraftKings. Lundy, fade or follow. Same game parlays and I have been good friends lately, oh, Brad. Nice. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, across multiple sports, not the least of which was last night's game between the Chargers and the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to roll with you with this one uh, again. Let's let's hope that he's you know on the court. Uh, that's you know that's that's kind of vital. We need him to be uh, ready to rock. <laughs> he will. Uh, but he yeah, will be. Uh, I like the eight rebounds and definitely throwing the block in there. These are some fun ones that you can do, folks, with these same game parlays. I like to do them with steals. Um, as well. That's the other stat in addition to the block where all you need is a one and done um, a lot of times for players, especially when you're building the SGP. So I like this one. Let's see if uh, you can uh, continue to roll with the same game parlays. And I'm just going to tell you on this one because eh, I'm having some good luck and I'm playing with house money. That's right, baby. Rev the engine, Stewart. In the Motor City. Number three. All right, let's go to the world of college basketball. And because uh, the final act of the college football season is under the primetime lights, and just like Lundy said, stealing everybody's eyeballs, uh, the light slate in college basketball is explainable. But there's still action to make some money on. Let's do a little two-legger. I'm going to throw an alt line, and I'm going to pair it with a money line. You might want to plug your ears on this one, Lundy, here in a second. But uh, the first leg, give me UMKC, the ruse. University of Missouri, Kansas City, minus seven, taking on Nebraska, Omaha. Uh, the Ruse, uh, one of the best teams in the country enforcing opponent turnovers, which they do at a 25.7% of the clip so far here in Summit League action. Uh, overall, their defense is above average on a national level. Now, they're only shooting 31.1% from downtown and conference play is UMKC, but Gilliard and Cop both collectively shooting over 40% combined from downtown. And the Mavericks, uh, one of the loosest defenses in the land, number 346 and adjusted offensive efficiency. I think UMKC on this alt line covers this seven with ease at home. And I'm going to slap that together with the Oregon Ducks. Yes, Justin Herbert University uh, taking on your Beavers of Oregon State, Wayne Tinkle's club. Uh, in the midst of a basement-dwelling year, and more likely that will be the case, and that's where they rank in multiple categories in Pac-12 play. Dead last in points per possession allowed at 1.136. Dead last in defensive rebounding percentage. And dead last in two-point percentage defense. So the paint has been unkind to this Oregon State team. The Ducks uh, really splashed a ton of threes their last time out against Utah in which Will Richardson and Jacob Young went for 29 and 22 points, respectively. The Ducks in that matchup zone, they pressure the ball a lot, a lot of token pressure, uh, full court. Uh, They forced 15 turnovers in that one. They made 10 threes in that game as well. And with Oregon State just, uh, you know, laying down and dying really around the rim, I think uh, Oregon goes into Corvallis and handles business and wins straight up. So UMKC minus seven. The Ducks to win straight up on the money line, that's plus 106 at DraftKings. Lundy, fade or follow.
I like the plus odds in this one. And yes, Oregon State has not been uh, good. Is that <laughs> no the word bueno. I'm looking for? Uh, no bueno. Yes. Uh, they have not, after the incredible Elite Eight run that they went on uh, last year, uh, they have not looked good. Uh, and in fact, their wins are not all that impressive. And then you add to it uh, the fact that, you know, they actually managed to finally pick up a couple of victories and then they've had a bunch of games postponed. Um, and so they're just, it's like, you, you think maybe they're going to start to heat up No, No, I'm sorry. You're not allowed to play anymore. Uh, because that is what's happened to them. They've had their last three games postponed. Now, one of those is this one that they are going to play tonight against the ducks. I think the ducks should be able to handle them, um, it, relative ease. And then UMKC, I like these alt lines with college hoops because you do know some weird stuff can sometimes happen, especially yep. in the second half. Uh, so I like the alt lines here, but Oregon should be able to have no problem at Gill Coliseum. Um, it, it, taking care of Oregon State, just it, Beavers going in the wrong direction right now. And UMKC, like it. Minus seven, piece of cake. This one's going to cash. Stick around for my top picks at college basketball. We're going to go back to the national title game. Plus, oh yeah, we're not going to forget about it. Bonus time. Number two. All right, Lenny, let's work in another college basketball selection. And we're all talking about the Raiders. And understandably so, after that game last night, took our breath away. Let's go to the college basketball version. It's a Colgate. The Colgate Raiders. And I think they're going to get over 80.5 team points scored against the Army Black Knights. Uh, why? Well, you look at Army. They play at a breakneck pace. Uh, one of the fastest teams in the country. Number 68 adjusted tempo. And that's great news for Colgate, uh, which is one of the more prolific, under-the-radar offensive teams in the nation. They got Nelly Cummings back uh, last time out and a loss, uh, really an inexcusable one on the road to Lehigh, an inferior team. But Colgate could fill up the cup. Number 79 in the country in offensive efficiency. Uh, they're shooting over 38% from downtown, number 19 in the country in three-point percentage offense. That's where 45% of their shots come from. Army, meanwhile, number 282 in the nation in three-point percentage D, number 254 in the country as well in adjusted offensive efficiency. So fast-paced game, Nelly Cummings back. Uh, your dynamite from outside, and Army doesn't really extend arms along the perimeter. This is a formula for Colgate to get over 81 points for the sixth time this season. One other note, this is their first home game since December 6th. It's been over a month. Uh, so home is where the points are in this one. Give me the Colgate Raiders again, over 80.5 points against Army. Minus 110 to DraftKings Sportsbook. Lundy, fade or follow. I'm just going to roll with you with this one. I don't know a lot about either of these teams. Every now and then when we start <laughs> doing these on the pod, I just I like to be transparent with everybody and just be like, I, I Brad, I have no idea. Like you, you dug deep into the college basketball pocket on I this one. To. Pulled, pulled out, <laughs> uh, you pulled out a little bit of pocket lint. There was like a paper clip, maybe a partially chewed piece of gum. Uh -huh. And then all of a sudden you found this pick just buried in your pocket. Uh, so I'm going to roll with you with this one because I have faith in you, my friend. But I, Again, completely transparent. I don't know anything about Colgate. Uh, they're in New York, right? Am I right about that? Uh, that is York? correct. And okay. one other fun fact, their fam most famous alumni in the basketball side of things, Adonis Foyle. Back of the day oh, the there we go. All right. I like yeah. it. I like it. Okay. So I'm going to follow you on this one. But again, I've gotta, I'm going to trust you on this one because I have not had a chance to dig into this one. You went and found – I was like, looking at the sheet. We're getting ready for the pod this morning. I'm like, 
Colgate, <laughs> like the toothpaste. Yeah, right. Like I'm just, yeah, I was like, so I, I'm. This is one where I will follow simply because uh, I I don't have any other reason not to, or maybe to. I don't. Maybe I just don't even do this game at all. You you pulled this one out of nowhere, brother. That's right. Fresh breath and cool cash. Right, Colgate. Number one. All right, let's go back to the national title game, and this is something we always talk about here on the Faith Always Podcast. Synergy, correlate, bring it all together. Look, I gave you my uh, game score prediction of 24 to 19 uh, with the Georgia Bulldogs. Or was it 23 19? It was actually 23 to 19. I'm now adding a point. Regardless, I'm still on the under, and I'm still riding Georgia at minus two and a half, minus three. Uh, with that in mind, I'm going to take the under on Alabama for the team points total. I'll pull this from, Dra- from DraftKings at minus 115, and that line is set at 25.5 points. Now, Every trend in the world is suggesting this is a bad bet. Uh, But I believe, again, that this Georgia defense will arrive tonight and uh, put the Crimson Tide in a bit of a headlock. Uh, I know that Alabama rolled up 536 combined yards in the SEC title game and put up the 41 points, and they've only been under 24.5 points in a contest twice this season in that four-overtime thriller, the Iron Bowl against Auburn and also against LSU in a game that they had a a case of the hiccups. Uh, But again, I think this is going to be lower scoring. I think this is going to be a bit of a grind for Nick Saban and company. I think Georgia prevails, and I'm going to stick to that narrative and slap it together with what I said at the top of this podcast. So give me the under on Alabama, 25.5 team points, minus 115 at DraftKings. Lundy, am I burning cash? Uh, no, because I told you that I thought the final was going to be 27-24, uh, Georgia. So, you know, I, I mean, you and I do spend a lot of time burning cash. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, we, we've had some moments like that. We've had some stretches gotta like that. Got to stay warm this time of year, Lundy. Well, yeah, you got to try to do something. Try long underwear. Um, <laughs> but I think, uh, I, again, if I think it's going to be 27-24, then that means I've got to also agree with this particular bet and follow and stay under the 25 and a half. The, the, like I said, the, the, the question that I have in this game is, will we see one of those shots that we know, frankly, either of these offenses is capable of doing it, sure. but are we going to see one that gets dropped over the top um, and we wind up with a 50 plus yard touchdown and uh, or multiple for that matter you know they're grinding it out in the trenches and then boom all of a sudden you get one of those you know teardrops that looks like a long fly ball to center field uh that drops in and somebody's got a long touchdown and that winds up pushing uh us around with the total or with the team total but i will stick to my guns i said 27 24 which means bama would be under this 25 and a half all right there you have it that's our breakdown of the national title game unless lundy's got something in bonus time hit me what do you got on your card I'm looking forward to watching this game. I will be, like I said, I made a bet this morning on Georgia minus two and a half. That is probably the only bet I'm going to do in this game because I do think that this thing could swing either direction. uh, And therefore, I do not want to wind up burning cash after having a pretty good uh, Sunday on my betting card. I don't want to turn around and give it all back within 24 hours. So that is probably the only thing I will do. I did say that there were three games on the schedule for the NHL earlier. I told you to take the over between the Bruins and the Caps. The other two games tonight, Colorado. We'll be hosting the Kraken uh, in Denver, and we're going to take Colorado on the puck line at the minus one and a half. The first time these two teams played, Colorado won seven to three, um, and I think it's going to be a similar type of game uh, tonight as the Abs continue to roll at home. They have now won a franchise record 11 straight 
uh, at Ball Arena, and I think it's going to be 12 tonight, and I don't even think it's going to be close. So I will take the Avs on the puck line. To give you an idea of how heavy of a favorite they are, folks, the money line is a minus 390. But because of that, I want to come up with a two-legger. So you can do these individually or you can slap them together. I'll take Colorado minus one and a half on the puck line. I'll take the Rangers on the money line. New York is in L.A. to take on the Kings. You put those two together, by the way, it's a nice plus 210. But you can also bet them, obviously, individually. But that's where I'm going uh, on the ice tonight. Otherwise, I will be kicked back with my feet up watching Bama, Georgia. Yeah, no doubt about it. I've only got one in bonus time uh, tonight as well. Again, lights lighting college basketball, not a ton of NBA player props at tape time to choose from. I'm going to look ahead to Wild Card Weekend here, uh, and it's a super Wild Card Weekend. And I just noticed that the San Francisco 49ers team total points was released against the Dallas Cowboys in that matchup. That's going to be one of my favorite early round matchups in this NFL postseason. And I'm going to take the over on 23 and a half points scored. It's just a minus 120 right now at DraftKings Sportsbook, but I think they're going to get there. They've gone over this number six times since Week 10. Jimmy Garoppolo was brilliant, man. You got to get credit credit is due and that come from behind victory against the la rams uh taking them down when you got debo samuel george kittle do jack squat in that game but debo and the matchup nightmare that he is uh jennings has really come on strong they got the ground game humming right now spearheaded by elijah mitchell uh this offensive line has done a pretty good job protecting garoppolo as long as he's making judicious and shrewd decisions overall i think the niners against this cowboys team that can give up some chunk gains Downfield in particular, uh, I think they're going to, A, win this game uh, against Dallas here inside Jerry's world, and B, I think they're going to score 26 or more points. So, again, early lane, San Francisco on the over 23.5 team total points at minus 120. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Fade the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Huevos. If you enjoy this podcast, please drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.